Hello, everyone. This is the Game Save podcast, and we're back here today to talk about something really important that it's kind of like the perfect time to talk about it, actually. It's Latinx Heritage Month, or, you know, people are also calling it Hispanic Heritage Month, and I figured we could talk a little bit about Latinx representation in gaming. I'm accompanied here today by my lovely co-host, Lee. What's up, everybody? It's been a while. It has been a while, but I think it's the perfect time to come back and talk about some very important topics that, you know, affect us. I agree. Yeah. So we have a few people lined up that we want to talk about and, you know, talk about what we think you know, the gaming industry can do better to represent Latinx people. And, you know, what they shouldn't do, because we see a lot of that. <laughs> of what they shouldn't do? Yeah. What they shouldn't do. Yeah. So, I don't know. Who should we start off with? We have a, we have a nice little list here that we wanted to run through. Um, you know, some that we think are great examples of... Latinx representation in games and yeah. some that are not so great uh, and some that are, you know, a little bit in between. So uh, I guess we can start with Kate Diaz from Gears of War 5. Yeah, yeah, Kate Diaz. And Gears of War 4 as well. Yeah. So what do you like about Kate Diaz, Lee? Um, one of the things that stand out to me, um, not only Kate, but uh, I know we were talking about it earlier today too, but Dom as well, like Dominic Santiago, which is part of the original series, is like, mm-hmm. I enjoy that they exist in these games without being overtly like, hola, como estas, pendejo, like saying shit like that. Like they don't have to do that in order for us to feel represented you know what i mean and like that's kind of the stuff that i enjoy and it's not to take away from like games that do have that i think when it's in good taste um it works out uh you know we'll talk about it later but um if if you want like a a bar of what i think good taste when it comes to like using spanglish or using spanish um a life is strange 2 is a good marker and we'll talk about that later but Mm -hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed that about the character and also just like the fact that she's, you know, badass. I mean, I hate to use that because it's overused when we talk about women in combat situations. But <laughs> yeah. um, I think that she's amazing and uh, a, a really fun and unique spin on a character in a in a game that's kind of done it all in terms of tropes. I, I think that she's interesting in that way. Yeah, I I agree. You know, I'm not the biggest Gears of War fan. You know, a lot of people who know me know that I grew up primarily playing PlayStation, so I didn't really get to play a lot or at all any of Gears of War franchises. But I have seen, you know, what Kate Diaz is like in that game. And when I see that they didn't resort to, you know, using unorganic catchphrases in Spanish to try and make it authentic for a white audience Um, because I feel like that's what they they feel like they need to do in order to prove that a character is Latinx they have to throw in an ambiguous accent from 
who knows where from a South American country or a Caribbean yeah. country. And yep. They have to have them speak uh, random Spanish words. And like, that's not really how people talk. And we don't need to be represented that way to prove our Latinidad. You know, we can be just regular characters, you know, that look Latinx and, um, you know, have Latinx last names. Like when you see Kate Diaz, I'm like, oh shit, like that's dope. You know, she's Latinx and she's a great character. You know, she's, she's not, you know, a character that I cringe when, when people bring her up as a Latinx character, you know? Um, so I think in that way, Kate Diaz is what I would like to see more of. You know, we don't I need agree. Yeah. we don't need to overdo it to portray Latinx characters in games. And um, you know, she's also not, you know, a white Latinx character, which I appreciate. So moving on to the next person <laughs> well, I should say people <laughs> on our list. Uh the Diaz brothers from Life is Strange too. Wow, they they are Diaz. I didn't even realize. <laughs> we got a lot of Diaz. That was not on purpose. I don't uh, think. People on our list today. No, they're actually the last ones. But um, we actually just finished watching a playthrough of Life is Strange too, um, and Sean and Daniel are often talked about as great representation when it comes to Latinx characters, and I couldn't agree more. You know, uh, we, when I, we finished it last night, actually. And when we finished that, that series, I was just blown away on so many levels from story to authenticity, particularly near the end, like closer to the end, we see more of like them talking about their Mexican heritage and how they're father instilled that in them and um when they get caught at the border when he's talking to um mexican immigrants and speaking to them in spanish and talking about like you know how their father talked about mexico and how these mexican immigrants are running from mexico because they want to bring their unborn child to america for a better life like all of those things I think are so important to see um, in a game, you know? Yeah. It's a heavy topic for sure. Yeah. And not a fun one to, to really address, but it's shit that really happens. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It, it was tough to consume in a lot of ways, especially mm-hmm. like for me, like aside just from the heavy conversation about like immigration and how that is real life stuff Mm -hmm. um and just how you know latinx in particular you know mexicans are treated in regard to you know that type of illegal immigration like that was already heavy but then for me it was also the fact that it was a brother like an older brother younger brother dynamic and Mm -hmm. that hits home for me yeah um so yeah like i i mean it it took some processing at the end we saw both endings and uh i think we both agreed we liked a particular ending i don't want to say what it is but we both agreed on a particular ending (laughs) that we enjoyed yeah not enjoyed but like that we felt was more true to what 
would have been a real life scenario in consideration with those two characters. But from a representation standpoint, one of the things we talked about, uh, I think one of the biggest uh, uh, areas where they mess up with representation, in my opinion, is the over mm, overusing culture is one of them. Uh, when I'm when I say that, I mean like like they'll have they'll have like you know Spanish people uh, kind of be caricatures of themselves, which is really weird. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the things that this game doesn't do it doesn't do that. That's number one. They have their individual personalities, which come through, like it shines through in the story and in the dialogue. But then also like um, uh, when they talk, uh, there's a difference between Sean talking to his father versus Sean talking to his friends versus Sean talking to strangers. Yeah. Um, with, when he talks to his father, there's more Spanglish. There's more sometimes just straight up Spanish. He's just talking to his father, which is more relatable for me personally, because that's how it goes for me. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Where I'll sometimes talk to my dad in Spanglish or my mom in Spanglish, or sometimes I'm just speaking straight up Spanish. Mm-hmm. And, um, but then like to my brothers, I'm just speaking to them in English. Like, yeah. <laughs> because that's how we, that's how we talk. And we have some slang terms that we use with each other in Spanish, like very loosely, but for the most part, we're speaking in, Span- in, in English because that's how we talk to each other. And I think, when games do this thing, like you said earlier, where they're like constantly using Spanglish, even to straight up strangers or people that only speak English, that's really weird. And that does not happen. And if it happens, I mean, it's probably very, very small, like the amount of times that it's actually happened. Yeah, absolutely. Like when I think of Spanglish, it's for me, I've only seen it be a situational thing, right? Like, People like Latinx people don't just walk around talking in Spanglish to everyone, you know, to prove that they're Latinx or to even, you know, just as a Latinx person. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, it's usually done when they're around other Spanish speaking people and, you know, either in a casual conversation where they feel like they can switch back and forth between. English and Spanish and have that person understand um, or, you know, when they're talking to their parents and their parents, you know, probably speak more Spanish and maybe a little bit of English and, you know, they all they, they switch back and forth between that. Um, that seems a lot more organic to me than someone that just goes around dropping, you know, Spanish <laughs> curse words like pendejo and puto and yeah, all that other shit that you see a lot in game when Latinx characters are portrayed in games, um, like that ju- that shit just doesn't happen. Um, that's just not how it goes. So uh, another thing I wanted to bring up, especially with the with the Diaz brothers that I really liked and that I think we should think about more when we're talking about Latinx representation in games is the difference between Latinx people. Who live in America versus people from, you know, their country uh, of origin, because life's the lifestyle of either or is completely different. You know, yeah. Latinx people who grow up in America, a lot of us speak English, 
as our everyday language, you know, maybe at home we're talking to our parents in Spanish, you know, if that's what they speak. But, you know, when we're talking to our friends from school, when we're talking to our family members, like Lee said, that um grew up in America, like we're talking pretty much English yeah. to them. Yeah. And we're not walking around waving a, a flag in everyone's face, to, you know, trying to let everyone know like where we're from. You know, we're regular people who grew up in America doing regular things, you know, and I like to I liked to see that with the Diaz brothers, you know, Sean liked to draw. He, you know, like he was just like a regular American boy um, into regular doing regular things. And same with his younger brother, you know, his younger brother liked like superheroes and um, stuff like that. So. I would like to see more of that kind of representation. Um, and, yeah. you know, just if <laughs> if you're Latinx and you haven't played Life is Strange 2, I really encourage you to check it out because it does touch on topics that are super important. You know, like when I think about that story and like how it all played out and how it all started because um, of this fear of being a Mexican-American boy in a situation where a cop is involved and the cop gets hurt and their first instinct is to flee because you, in your mind, you already know that the cop is going to be the one that walks away from this, you know, as the innocent and you're more than likely going to be casted as the criminal. That is real shit. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I really liked that they touched on that topic in that game, even if it was kind of like, you know, just the kick, the kickoff for the story. Um, but you see that theme too throughout where they have interactions with, um, white people and white people are assuming that they're, you know, criminals or up to no good. And like, just, it's such a good game. Um. But I'm, I, I think I'm getting long-winded on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. I mean, you know, we just it's finished It's still fresh. It. Yeah, we just finished it. So I'm sure you have a lot of thoughts I on it. I do have a lot of things to say about it. But let's move on to our next character who I think uh, has... We, we haven't really seen um, what it's going to be like. But we kind of have an idea based on the things that we've seen so far. And that's Miles Morales from uh, Spider-Man. Uh, that the game that's coming out. When is it? I think that's a launch game um, for the PlayStation, for the PlayStation Five. Yeah, for the PlayStation Five. So I'll let you go first. Uh, that <laughs> gameplay trailer that we saw, you know, it kind of went viral on Twitter. And, it did. You know, people on Twitch were watching it. Yeah. And uh, giving their impressions. How did you feel when you saw that? Um, at first, it didn't feel real, and what I mean is like. It, I didn't. I, I never expected them to go this deep into representation when it came to this character, but I think the point was was driven home, like from the Into the Spider Verse movie, mainly, but also from the reception of Miles Morales even being in the first like original Spider Man game. Mm-hmm. Like people freaked out on that, and like it was such a cool thing. I was one of the people who freaked out on it because like. 
it's sad, but like off rip, we don't expect these things to be front and center. Mm-hmm. Like off rip, we're we're always expected to get like second rate, like an afterthought, you know, like we're a spinoff or whatever. But like for him to be a part of the main story and for them to continue it and actually give him the spotlight in this game um, was dope. And, um, you know, I will touch on this part and I don't want it to come across the wrong way. But when I saw the Puerto Rican flags and everything there. Uh, it was cool to see it, but I didn't have that deep connection for it because I'm not Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. On the surface level, it was just dope to see a Latinx black character being represented this way. But when I started seeing other people online who are Puerto Rican, like how they felt about it, like so deeply, like they were so like sh- probably shocked to see that type of representation. There was salsa. There was, you know, Puerto Rican flags everywhere. You had Miles Morales's mom, who was from Puerto Rico or is from Puerto Rico, running for mayor. Like there was so much happening that is rooted in sort of like real life, especially in New York, like that was being displayed. And like to think that the world is going to see this and experience this, like that's a crazy thought, mm-hmm. you know. So um, I- I'm I'm very happy that they're doing it and that they they took the time out to carefully curate these things yeah, because it's important and, and the distinctions need to be made. And I also hope that the point of miles also being a black person is, is driven home because I know his father's not around Mm -hmm. in the game, but um, I do, I do enjoy the fact that the textures for something is something as, 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 um, constantly forgotten as like hair right because mm-hmm. we talk about black people here and 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 what that looks like and how games always get it wrong yeah for them to because it seems like they're listening and and that's really what like the miles morales uh, honing in on him what i really want the takeaway to be is that you have to listen and you also got to get black and brown and you know black and brown people in the rooms Mm -hmm. you got to get lgbt people in those rooms so that they can help you Mm -hmm. curate a more authentic experience and um listening is the first part and it seems like insomniac is listening and from the little bit that we saw in the trailer it it looks to be like it's done in a way that's very tasteful and authentic so that's that's pretty cool yeah i i agree with all of the points you brought up like for me, it's it still hasn't hit for me, you know, like to see Puerto Rican representation in a game on that level, just to see the flags everywhere was such a big deal um, because you never see that. I, I, I never see Puerto Ricans represented in games on, on that level. Um, you know, oftentimes when you talk about Latinx representation in games, it's like South American uh, Southern American representation. And it's always like ambiguous, right? Like very ambiguous. An unknown place or something. Like, that, you know, you could probably put your finger on, like, is it Cuba? Is it, like you know, Guatemala? Is it Mexico? Um, from the research we did, too, like a lot of the places will just say South America. Yeah. Like just they won't even tell a you South where. American <laughs> continent. And it's like this vague 
place with vague, <laughs> vague Spanish place. accent. Yeah, like a made up place in, in South America. And it's like, yeah. that's that's what you see a lot of in games. And to see like, again, Latinx American portrayal done authentic what looks to be authentically it's not out yet so we don't really know if that's it's, true yeah. you know what they showed us look great but i'm not gonna jump the gun and start clapping my you know clapping yet for them but um you know and to show like intersectional uh shit like black latinx representation which we never see we never yeah see that's even more that rare. kind of representation <laughs> and i am so First of all, I'm glad that they have that. And he's like the main character of the game. Like that's, we never see that. Second, he's a superhero. And to see, you know, a Latinx character as a superhero and not a villain or as a refugee or as a mercenary or, you know, in the midst of, uh, you know, a war or some kind of like violent conflict you know he's obviously fighting you know baddies but yeah i feel like this characterize this characterization is a lot more uplifting than anything i've ever seen when it comes to latinx representation and that's so important because kids are gonna be playing this game and they're gonna be like yo like miles morales like i want to be like him yeah. you know and that's so important to see and yes again like the texture of the hair, you know, people were zooming in on his hair texture and to see like they get it right this time. It's not, it doesn't look like a non-black person made Miles' hair. I mean, that could be the case, but whoever did it knew what they were doing when they did his hair. It wasn't someone who had no clue what, you know, black hair texture is like. Yeah. And um, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's like they knew they had to get it right. Yeah, it's you, and, and I love and, that they did. In that. order to get it right, you do have to listen. Like Lee was saying, you have to listen to what people are asking for and what people are telling you because so often we say, literally, you can hop on Twitter and just look up the the word Latinx, and there's so many tips that people have been screaming to the void so about true. how to yeah. represent char- Latinx characters better, and it's all right there for you for free, y'all. Like That's so true. People are yeah. giving these gems for free and so often these game companies continue to botch it Mm. so yeah miles morales (laughs) i cannot fucking wait for that i can't wait either i'm so glad that we're gonna get to experience that like you know i wish you guys could see but i have ultimate spider-man number one like right behind me (laughs) he does because like i remember when this happened you know uh what was like seven eight years ago maybe more than that god damn uh, it was such a big deal then. And it was like an unwarranted thing that, that like, it seems so organic for it to happen this way. Yeah, they weren't, like, screaming about it. No. Which is and... dope. Like, I don't want you to be like, look what we did. Yeah. You know, like, they let people find out about it on their own. And that was, like... That was the best part, I thought. They're not asking for... A cookie, a and, gold star. <laughs> and also, like, with that being the case, like, I think the character got a chance to get fleshed out and become its own thing. And, like, now you see people, thanks to this, into the Spider-Verse movie, people are demanding 
you know, Miles Morales and things, you know, mm-hmm. and we're starting to see something similar with characters like Spider-Gwen, which is important to see more female characters too, like more women characters, I should say, not female, but like more women superheroes, like mm-hmm. in the spotlight as well, because, you know, it's not all about the guys, right? Like, mm-hmm. and, and I think more organic representation where people find these things, they see it and it's authentic. People will respond to it very well. Even people who don't care about, you know, the, the social aspect of it, they still have no choice but to enjoy it because when it's all, when it's authentic, when it's real and organic and the, the product is good, um, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You have you have no choice but to like it because mm-hmm. it's it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and Miles Morales is definitely a case for that um, because it's not pandering. It's not trying to be something so that a certain group could like it because obviously so many people like it. Mm-hmm that span past that group so yeah it's pretty cool yeah and uh i i do want to say one last thing about uh the the trailer that we saw you know i did see a lot of puerto rican flags which i'm really i'm really happy about and you know that's because you know miles morales he's half puerto rican and well he's puerto rican right should we say half because like Puerto well, Rican is you know, like okay, a yeah thing. right yeah. like we don't need to do the half the percentages no, he's, whatever he's black he's, he's, he's black, black and puerto rican uh and um you know his mother is the puerto rican and his father is black so well he's african-american african-american yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. so i would have liked i still would have liked to see some dominican representation oh you mean like at their little yeah and they're in harlem i think i think with that one not to cut you off i'm so sorry no you're dominican so i would like your insight no 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 no. I, i think with that with that scenario i think the flags were out because they were like, I think his, his mom was doing, um, like, a speech or something. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that they were had the flags out and had her stuff out because, like, they were highlighting that she's Puerto Rican yeah. and whatever. Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure we're going to see more, more than just Dominican. I'm pretty sure we're going to see... I'm, I shouldn't say pretty sure because the game, the game <laughs> hasn't come out yet. But yeah. if this is any indicator of what they're trying to hone in on, yes. is they're trying to make you Some feel like you're in Harlem, you're in New York City. And New York City yeah. has is very diverse. We yeah. know this. But, you know, when it comes to, like, Latinx representation in New York, you know, like, we got to talk about Dominicans. We got to talk about Puerto Ricans and, you know... I mean, come and on. black people. We need a lot of black people in that game. Yeah. Um, like, if you want to be real, like, if I'm if I'm traversing the streets of Harlem, you know, I, I would like color. to see a lot of people of color on those streets. And I, I, I really feel like they're if this is any indicator of what they're going to be doing, like the most minute detail seems to not have been overlooked. So I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm hoping that continues in mm-hmm. some way. We'll see. We'll see. We won't have to wait too long. It's like. Two months away. Yeah, at this it's point. not that far away. Yeah. But we'll be sure to do a podcast episode about that when it comes out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, it, it's too good not to talk about. So, um, next on the list is Carlos Oliveira yeah. from Resident Evil series. So I'm yeah. not really well versed in um, Resident Evil uh, when it <laughs> comes to like the characters and the storylines and all that stuff, but. You know, we did do a little research ahead of the podcast. And Lee, tell me about the history of Carlos Oliveira in Resident Evil. 
Um, it's not that long of a history, unfortunately. <laughs> um, because I will say this cliff note really quick, and it's not a surprise or a hot take, but Resident Evil sucks when it comes to representation. That's a series that historically when a person of color is introduced, um, they kind of just go away and never come back, Mm -hmm. (laughs) even though they're technically still alive. Um, So Carlos is one of those characters. Uh, He premiered in Resident Evil 3 back in 1999. Mm -hmm. And back then, uh, he, he looked more like like an Enrique Iglesias type or ricky martin when he was in menudo menudo is something that you probably <laughs> there's you have to be a certain age to know what the fuck menudo is it, it's sad that we have to start saying yeah that stuff you now. gotta be a certain age to know what the fuck menudo oh, is yeah we old man. but it's like if you know what it is if you google it you'll know what the fuck i'm talking about but he looked like that in the first game which um i guess was a testament to the time like that's what they knew was popular and people would probably respond to though one thing is that carlos did have an accent he didn't use any like spanglish or anything like that but he did have a noticeable accent which was kind of like but uh i think they got it right in terms of appearances in the re3 remake because carlos is again this is one of those situations where he's from a you know unnamed south american uh, country unnamed is actually what they have in his in his bio and uh he's he's of uh uh what what is it oof he he is they're saying he is a mix of latin american and indigenous origins that's what they say so when you when you give me that descriptor and the guy that plays him looks like a white dude like that shit just doesn't add up to me (laughs) so i was very happy to see his character model change in re3 2020 and also uh he probably came to this country when he was like super young so he doesn't have an accent which makes a lot of sense because he doesn't need one yeah if he's been Common sense, in, if he's been in this country forever <laughs> like Common sense. so i was glad to see those two things happen um uh and uh in terms of the character he kind of like he's a himbo <laughs> i love that you he's decided to drop that that word in this podcast he's kind of sort of a himbo he he has moments of like himboism intel- of, of himboism yeah Um, but ultimately I was glad to see this is more of a showcase for me the reason I wanted to bring him up is like um, another version of showing character models done right Mm -hmm. he has brown skin Um, he doesn't have straight like fucking hair it's there's a thickness to his hair it's curly it's you know and his facial features, he's not whitewashed, European looking. Um, and and this this is when you take your time to do that because Capcom could have just followed what they did before and give, give you an updated look on what already existed. And in this case, they decided to scrap that and give you something that feels more authentic to what his origins are. Mm-hmm. So um, this, this character, not so much in the actual like character itself but more so in the character model 
department is where I want people to look at that and be like, wow, that's really good representation. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Ari needs to do a way better job at representation in general. Um, Let's go ahead and just say like a lot of game development companies from, you know, the East don't do a really good job when it comes to representing marginalized groups yeah. in their games. Yeah. You know, I, I had a tweet the other day where uh, somebody was like, <clears throat> they screenshotted like all the different Final Fantasy uh, characters, like main characters from like the recent uh, games and they were all like blonde women with blue eyes or like green eyes and like really fair skin and they looked super like European, you know, and they were like, square, like, please, like, switch it up. Like, stop with this this trope that you're just like obsessed with, you know, and honestly, that's a lot of JRPGs in general, you know, yeah. we see that in a lot of jrpgs it's like yeah mainly white characters and then one tan person if they're feeling generous and yeah. the tan person still has eurocentric features and it looks weird and out of place and yeah but this is that's not what this podcast is about we yeah. can talk about that in another podcast yeah for sure um <laughs> just, <laughs> just just i just i don't know if anyone from any of capcom's department would even come across this but yeah just what you said just more black and brown people um being protagonists or having a role of importance would be nice mm -hmm. street fighter 6 or whatever new iteration of street fighter comes after 5 please i'm begging you don't have like 15 blonde blue-eyed fighting characters we don't need another one you have plenty you have enough to make your own versus game, like between blonde haired, blue eyed people. Like you can, <laughs> and uh, for Resident Evil, like you did Shiva, like like Shiva dirty. You you did Carlos dirty. Just you know, we want to see more of that. Definitely, we want to see more black, black and brown people in your games. They're white people are not the only ones that can save the world from zombies. I'll put it that way. Yeah, and they're not the only one that played those games. Like, They're not the only ones that can save the world. That's all I'm going to say. Yo, speak it. Next on our list. Um, man. So we got two. Uh, two of the last people we're going to talk about were, well, not people, but I guess games. And I think I'm going to start with Rico Rodriguez from Just Cause 4. Now, I'll preface this with the fact that me and Lee aren't Just Cause like experts i haven't played the game i have not played a single game all i know is that when i looked up latinx characters and video games rico was somebody who came up and apparently just cause has a history of having latinx characters in their games so we figured we would touch on it um we did do a little bit of research beforehand just to cover our bases but understand that you know we're just speaking from very superficial experience with these yeah. games. So, um, I'll at least start with. 
I don't want to hog the the. <laughs> no, I mean, just please. The mic. I, I was already talking about Resident Evil. So okay, just, so just go go ahead. Yeah. I got it. I'll start. So from what we saw, you know, uh, just cause four um, falls into the trap of the whole ambiguous country um, in South America <laughs> where. We have this, you know, Merc who is here to fuck shit up and fight, you know, an oppressive uh, villain who is also Latinx. And it's just, I'm not going to say that it's terrible representation as in, you know, super stereotypey because... Again, I didn't play the game. I could be definitely wrong. But what I saw was just like we have this tan character with an accent that isn't all that terrible. Um, at least his wasn't. At least Rico's wasn't. I can't say the same for other characters. I did see that their voice acting crew did consist a lot of um latinx uh, voice actors but also some white people so do that with what you what you will um i'm pretty sure there's probably some white people voice acting uh, latinx characters with accents and and i don't want to see that i don't think anyone should be if you're not the if you're not from the culture of which you're trying to portray um don't do it don't accept the job don't apply for the job let someone from that culture represent those characters the way that they need to be represented um you're taking away jobs from marginalized people and you're probably gonna make a character sound terrible on top of it but you know what i saw didn't it didn't seem that bad i'm just tired of this trope of like (laughs) Latinx characters, again, always being part of these uh, political conflicts, um, refugees, mercenaries, and uh, like this, the South American like dictatorship uh, bullshit. I don't, I'm tired of seeing that. Like we're, we're more than that. um, And we deserve better than that. And when when you have people playing Latinx characters in those types of games all the time, people start to think that's like all that that's all that comes to mind when you talk about Latinx people. You know, like they, they think about dictatorships and communism and all this other shit. And it's like there's more to Latinx culture than that. There are so many other cultures that you can represent in games that have not been touched on at all. You know? And um, just do better. Like, be ori- be more original. Like, tr- like extend the the story plots into, into territory that um, hasn't been explored before. Because... You know, it just gets boring after a while to constantly see this type of portrayal. Um, what What did you think about Rico? Um, From I, the little that we saw. <laughs> yeah, I remember like before we saw the like before we did our research, 
I remember my stance on Just Cause being a little more harsh because I thought it was super stereotypical and like almost like he was a caricature of what uh you know a Latinx person was supposed to look like or mm-hmm. sound like. But when we saw the little bit of footage, I don't know if it was Just Cause Four that we were watching. Yep, just Cause Four. Um, the accent and everything, like the way he was speaking, seemed very authentic, and um, I was surprised by that because, like, I was taken aback from having my original views on it to seeing that. And I, I think I remember telling you, like, I don't particularly hate it. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was interesting. It wasn't um, awful, which wasn't I think awful. we went in thinking it was going to be. I did, yeah. I, I, I loosely remember it being that way, but maybe I had seen something that I thought was that. Whatever. Anyway, that's not the case. That's not the point. The point is, like, I actually didn't hate what I saw, but I do agree with what you're saying. Like, I don't need it particularly to be this kind of story. I'm not hating on Just Cause. I think if the roles were reversed and we had a plethora of representation, then I think Just Cause would have been fine. Yeah. But when we have slim pickings and the situations where we are protagonists and get to have a story are so few and far in between, something like Just Cause just doesn't sit right with me sometimes because it's like... I wish we could have used these resources to make something a little bit more uh, along the lines of like a fantasy adventure or something more uplifting, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, but I think it's it's I think it's more of that. It's more of we don't have enough representation. So the very few that we have, um, it just doesn't feel right that this is how we use that. Mm-hmm. Because I, I know like the game is critically acclaimed in some regard but i don't think people are talking about it because the story is impactful i think every time i've heard people talk about it is because like we get to blow shit up and like yeah, that's the fun. game mechanics are really the and that the- sucks that 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 type of representation is attached to something like that because mm-hmm. i wish it was a little bit more deeper. meaningful yeah, yeah like i would love a god of war like a god of war that has yes not not like I don't mean literally like I want God of War Latinx version. I mean like <laughs> you know, let's dig into some of these indigenous tribes, some of these uh you know, uh, in the Caribbean we have a lot of African roots that were mixed in with a lot of indigenous stuff and and they have their beliefs and their mythical tales that they have told. Mm-hmm. They have their gods, you know what I mean? I would love to see a fantasy game based off of stuff like that because i think that that is interesting you know what i mean yeah i agree like you know we'll get in i'll, I'll probably talk about this more with this next one but um you know we we see so often i i take uh, assassin's creed as the primary example where they make whole entire games based on you know white european culture um you know i remember seeing with god of war specifically like they travel to like scandinavia to look at the beautiful land and to study the the history yeah and to really because they wanted to get nordic you know history and culture right and the fact that they're willing to do those kinds of things for games like that but not willing to do the homework 
on like the one Latinx character they have in their game um, is upsetting to me because I think they could do the very same things for, for some of our cultures. I think they should like, you know, hire some uh, Latinx people who know about the culture so that they can tell you whether it looks authentic or not. Don't just, you know, do a caricature of a Latinx character because it's what you saw in a movie growing up or what you saw on TV growing up because chances are that wasn't an accurate representation. A lot of representation in Hollywood for for the longest time has just been inaccurate. So for you to go based off of what you think you know is a terrible idea because you're probably wrong. Um, but also like do the homework you know just go find find an interesting latinx story that has been untold it hasn't been because there's so many like literally we could talk about this shit all day you know um and make a game about that i i I'll, i'm telling you it would be a hit you don't yeah. It doesn't always have to be about fucking Vikings or the fucking Romans or whatever other overdone, you know, white history thing um, that we've seen in so many games. But moving on to the last <laughs> talking point, uh, Far Cry 6. So Far Cry 6 was not really received well amongst at least the the group of people I follow on uh, social media you know and that's a lot of Latinx writers or game critics and you know I I I, I'm not a particular fan of Far Christ yeah Um, Yeah, me neither they've kind of done this thing where they uh exploit um foreign cultures and make them the backdrops for their games um and it's never done in in a very nice way it's usually with stereotypes and um you know they fetishize a lot of the cultural aspects of these places um it's like an exotic back like a exotic um place that is a white protagonist gets to run rampant in and destroy and cause all kinds of havoc and violence and struggle and all this other stuff. So uh, so with Far Cry 6 in particular, um, it, they're going for a very overdone stereotype, Latinx stereotype, right? The dictator um, yeah. in a country where there is communism yeah yeah, communism a dictatorship and there's um you know the political uh, unrest in this country um and uh what what would you say it's probably cuba that they're aiming for there's so many there's so many i mean probably venezuela cuba um you know dr has has had their issues with dictatorships in the past Mm -hmm. um other south american countries have had their version of this Mm -hmm. so uh, yeah i mean probably their biggest influences might be cuba and venezuela i would assume because those are the ones that they usually dip their hands into when they talk about communism or like 
extreme socialist Mm -hmm. you know society so yeah yeah and so we see um the dictator who is called anton castillo and he is voice acted by Giancarlo Esposito. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's talking to his son, Diego, about, you know, you know, kind of passing on his uh, communist ideologies, his fascist ideologies onto his son, saying like, you know, these people don't know what they want. You have to be the one to show them what they want. You have to, you know, be strong and unwavering in your beliefs and yeah you know he's doing this whole fucking monologue to this kid and it's in the worst fucking way because he hands him a grenade pulls the pin tells the kid to hold the grenade until they get to the top of this building and he's like all right well now throw it and throw it at the people who are um protesting below and it's like again it runs into that same trope of like it's always about struggle. It's always about war. It's always about violence against black and brown bodies. Never uplifting stories. Um, and I'm just tired of seeing it. And on top of that, um, Anton Castillo, voiced by Giancarlo Esposito, he's not even Latinx. Um, he is half Italian and African American. So we have a case of, you know, someone, I'm not, I love Giancarlo Esposito, but we have a case of, you know, not only are we seeing another stereotypical portrayal of Latinx people, but you have one of the central, you know, the highlights of your your trailer um, voiced by someone who's not even from, you know, a culture that is being represented in this game. So um, I will say Diego Castillo is, he's voiced by Anthony Gonzalez. So that's nice to see at least. Apparently he's like the main character. So that's nice. But what did you think about, what did you think about Far Cry 6? Uh, I've never been moved by any of the Far Cry games. So this, this fell into the same category of like me, like, caring about it very minimally yeah but um yeah i mean it was it was an overused trope not only by the series itself but many other series and um just the fact that they kind of threw like the whole latinx thing into it was was like you're just you're basically taking a rundown theme and slapping you know the latinx culture on it and like that's your answer to to a sequel like oh, far <laughs> cry 6 here it is um my take on the gene carlo esposito thing is like i get what people say because like, yeah sure we we would want um we definitely want more latinx people voice acting and being represented beyond just what you're seeing on the screen uh, but for some reason, I just wasn't that upset about it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what why I felt that way. Uh, part of it is like, maybe it's because like I'm used to him taking on those yeah. Latinx roles. He's Definitely. done it in the get down. He's done it in a few other uh, shows. 
And um, for me to be upset about it now is kind of like, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I'm not perfect. I have no <laughs> idea. Like my ideologies are not perfect. They're beyond that. And they're always susceptible to change. So I'm sure I can read about something that explains this a lot better than I'm understanding it. And I'll I'll change up right away. Um, but as of right now, like it's a it, I understand it is a big deal, but I'm not I'm not as upset about this as if it were like fucking <laughs> I don't know, whatever generic like white actor would have did this. Yeah, like, I know what you mean. As I far as offenses go, this is minor. A little bit right? more upset. Like Yeah. It's a beloved actor you know who is a person of color and who as far as i know has shown respect to the culture and hasn't really tried to make money off of it is what i'm saying like this isn't his move like he's done it in a get down but he's done so many other roles like he's done spike you know spike lee films and other stuff like that like he's done other roles that branch outside of that so this isn't like his thing you know like he's not just going around it's not his shtick yeah i get what you mean Um, but i don't know if that makes it right is what i mean because yeah not at all i think it's okay to be critical of someone that you're not wholly against you know like again i i said earlier like i love him in all of the roles that i've seen him in i think he's a great actor um but I still would have liked to see, you know, a Latinx voice actor um, in that role just because, you know, I think for me, it like them going with him, it's a marketing thing, you know. Like, oh, 100%. It's like, oh, you know, people love him. So we're going to make him the central focus of this trailer. Clearly, you know, it's him because they modeled the character after yeah. him. <laughs> so it gets people hype. It builds buzz around their game. Um, for them, it's not about the you know representation. For them, it's about making people excited about playing this game. And that's yeah. what they did, and it worked well. Um, and I think that's why I'm critical of it, because, again, this is another case of like game companies um, taking... Uh, this isn't... like I don't think ubisoft was like ooh representation of latinx people here i think they took they i think they saw you know a interesting premise that they knew would appeal to people who like far cry because this is very up that same alley you know we've of all the entries like this is very much that very far cry ish not a fucking surprise at all um and they were like, okay, well, you know, we have a spicy uh, fucking premise. Now, who can we put in our trailer to like really sell this thing? And like Giancarlo Esposito was like that person, right? Like he has the look they were looking for and all that stuff. And um, that's why I'm kind of critical of it. Yeah. Not saying I don't like him, not saying we got to cancel him or anything like that. But um, I would have liked to see, you know, a Latinx person doing the voice of that person rather than him. Uh, and yeah, Far Cry is not my series, never has been. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm still interested to see like what this, they're going to do with this story. 
and uh, where it goes because again, you know, there this could go a lot of ways and a lot of them can be bad. <laughs> I mean, if I'm following the publisher's track record, I'm going to go ahead and say it's not going to go very well. Yeah. Or I'm going to go ahead and say it's not going to go anywhere at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not going to do anything remarkably yeah. different than what we've seen them do before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's kind of, so let's kind of summarize, um, everything that we've talked about, you know, we've, we have some good examples of representation, right? And we have some examples of not so great representation. And, uh, I kind of want to summarize what good Latinx representation looks like, right? Um, put a nice little bow on it. Yeah, yeah. So in the case of Kate Diaz, great, you know, doesn't resort to stereotypes or tropes that um, turn her into a caricature of Latinx person, of a, a Latinx person. Um, you know, she has, uh, she comes from Latin heritage, but it's not in your face. And, and we appreciate that. Um, and she's a cool fucking character too. Then we have the Diaz brothers and they are very much, you know, Mexican Americans. There's no denying that. Um, but it's not, again, a caricature of a Mexican American. It's authentic. It's, you know, they're not using Spanglish in ways that don't make sense. (laughs) They're not, you know wearing a fucking sombrero and maracas um they're authentic mexican-american kids who grew up in america who speak english like <laughs> american kids do you know um but it tells a story that's very um very true and real yeah to you know mexican-americans in this country um there's miles morales who is a black latinx character yes those exist video games let's do more of that and he's puerto rican and he also grew up in america and the game uh from what we've seen represents that or portrays that very pretty well um and also they got his hair texture right Yo. Which, you know, it seems like a small thing, but it's not. Uh, more options for hair textures in games, period. And don't lock them behind microtransactions or unlockables. Make them an option that's available from the jump. Um, let's see. Carlos Oliveira. He's um, kind of in the middle. Yeah. You know, past representation hasn't been great. No, but I would I made the point earlier, but um I think if you want to see how to design a character that that hits those those like indigenous South American, you know, Latinx vibes, I think he's a great example of what that looks like and that you don't have to make every Latinx character European or white passing. Uh, mm-hmm. That doesn't need to always happen. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like I look at him and I'm like, 
yeah, I could see him having indigenous and like Latin, you know, you know, like, like Spanish, uh, features in him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's something that when you look at it, you can see it. And, and he's a great example of that in terms of his story and the type of character he is, that really doesn't matter in this case. It's more about representation in terms of how they look is mm-hmm. what I'm trying to point the finger on. So, yeah. Absolutely. And then, you know, the not so great uh, Rico Rodriguez, he's kind of a he's kind of like a neutral, a neutral figure for me. I don't think he does anything revolutionary, but he's also not exactly terrible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I just uh, I'll loop Far Cry 6 into this. Just give us more diverse settings more diverse plot lines, more diverse, uh, just put us in places that we don't ever show up in, like fantasy, um, put us in fucking space, put us in adventures that are usually reserved for people like Nathan Drake. Um, you know, we don't always have to be um revolutionaries or villain drug cartel villains are in like stray away from the tropes and the stereotypes and consider putting us in places that we rarely show up um because reality is like you know these stories aren't shouldn't only be reserved for white characters you know um and also consider that there are black and brown Latinx people, not just white, not just tan, <laughs> and try to include them in your games more and make them regular people. It it, it really doesn't have to be that deep. It doesn't. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think that concludes this episode of uh, our podcast. And... I don't know when the next <laughs> the next one will be, but uh, you know it is Latinx Heritage Month. Maybe we'll come up with another topic that we can talk about. Yeah, um, I would like that. That would be fun. Yeah, you know it. It is fun to- being able to talk about your heritage and in video games. So yeah, we should do more of that more often. I don't Definitely. Know, I don't know why we haven't. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of the Game Save about Latinx character representation in video games. I want to hear what you think. Um, Make sure to, you know, add us on uh, social media. If you want to talk to us more about this stuff, you can find me at Felicia Vagabond on everything. (laughs) (laughs) Everything. (laughs) Literally everything. I made it easy for you guys to find me. And Lee, where can they find you? Uh, At Leezy does it. L-E-E-Z-Y does it. That's also me on everything. Funny enough, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, everything. Cool. All right. See you later. Bye. Peace.